Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Contact DWS 06+. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Thursday, October 27th. Halloween weekend right around the corner. Ah... Guys, <laughs> I'm excited for Halloween. I'm excited. I got a big tennis match, rematch against the guy who beat me in my tennis ladder. I'm 3-1. and one. I have one loss. It was in a third set tiebreaker, 10-8. I have a rematch against him on Friday. So I played a tune-up against a guy who's way, 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 way better than me yesterday. I got destroyed. Very humbled. Hashtag humbled. Um, I'm trying not to get a too negative a mindset as I open the podcast today because as everybody knows, you know, it depends if you went to bed early on the East Coast, you're waking up and seeing that the Los Angeles Lakers dropped to 0-4 with a loss in Denver. It was close in the third quarter. Lakers briefly led, I think, in the first basket of the third quarter. And then it got ugly. Um, and, you know, Lakers missed a million threes. This is LeBron's first 0-4 start since his rookie year. Rookie year, guys. It's getting ugly. Uh, we'll get to the Lakers in a second. Uh, I pondered opening the podcast with the NFL, but we have a great NFL guest, so I'll go NBA, NFL, dovetail into our guest, Greg uh, Greg Amon from The Athletic. He covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are, you know, it's such a weird scenario. Tampa Bay Bucks on the struggle bus. Aaron Rodgers upset under 500. Goes to Green Bay this weekend as a double-digit underdog. Not familiar territory for him. Bill Belichick, humiliated in primetime. Just let that sink in for a sec. Belichick, Rodgers, and Brady. All not in jeopardy of missing the playoffs, but right now on the outside looking in and not looking good at all. That is, to me, incredibly strange. We've never seen that before. So we'll dive into the Bucks. I'll offer a best bet or try to at the end of the podcast. Tease an NFL pick or two for the weekend. 
starting to like the card, but uh, injuries are just incredible right now. Uh, coaches are starting to chirp about the turf situation with so many guys, especially the turf at SoFi, with so many people um, getting injured. All right, let's let's start with the NBA and the Lakers. I, I'm not going to really talk too much about the Nets and the Bucks. I, I was unhappy with Giannis going at Ben Simmons and making a layup and then saying he's too small to guard me by putting his hand close to the to the uh, court. Like, bro, you're a two-time MVP. You are literally two inches taller than Ben Simmons. You made a layup. If you dunk on his head and want to celebrate, go for it. You dunk, uh, yeah. Do Tap your head, say he's too small, whatever you want. But to say he's too small after making a layup, I don't know. I, I said that on social media, and all these Nets, uh, all these Brook, uh, Bucks fans are calling me Boomer, and I, I've got problems, and I, whatever. All people just get angry. They're very defensive of Giannis. Bottom line, Giannis, hey, stop him. They couldn't. He had like 43 points. Steve Nash got ejected. Ben Simmons did not foul out, but he only had four points. And the Nets fall to one and three. So that's a big story. The Sixers, not as big of a story, but they fell to one and three. Four, I think. Sixers lose to the Toronto Raptors. And like, you know, it's weird. Brooklyn's getting some attention. The Sixers fall to one and four. Nobody, not a soul talking about the Sixers. By the way, I'm the I'm the idiot who picked the Sixers to have the best record in the East and go to the NBA Finals. Sixers are one and four. No chirping yet from Embiid. He, he looked a little lackadaisical in the highlights I saw. I did not watch the game. He did not look, he looked unhappy defensively, kind of loafing a bit. I don't know what's going on. James Harden, only 12 shots. I like tracking stuff like this. James Harden, 12 shots. Embiid, 17. Tyrese Maxey, 21. Tobias Harris, like a $35 million man, took five shots. One basket. Weirdness going on with the Sixers. I don't want to say Doc Rivers is in trouble. It's too early. It's one and four. I by the way, I broke out a calculator because you guys will love this. NFL season now has 17 games. So I did 82 NBA games divided by 17 NFL 4.8. So essentially five NBA games is one NFL game. So the Sixers starting one and four is the equivalent of your 0 and one in the NFL. The Lakers starting 0 and four is the equivalent of you're about to be 0 and one. You're getting blasted in the fourth quarter of the season opener. So here's the interesting thing about the Lakers. It isn't the loss or the shooting or that they sat Russell Westbrook. Do you know did you guys actually take the time to look at the schedule? This is the the really scary part. So they're 0-4. Friday in Minnesota. Minnesota has a winning record. Minnesota has, they, they look good. After that, they are at home to Denver, a team that just beat them. Then they are at home against the Pelicans. And the Pelicans, by the way, have the, uh, they're 3-1. and one. Then, they are at home against the Utah Jazz. And I know you could scoff at the Jazz. Oh, they were supposed to be tanking. They're 4-1, and one, and they are like 10 deep. A lot of good players, nobody great. And they are just like, the, it looks like the kind of team where they take the court and they're like, we don't care what people say. We got a bunch of junkyard dogs on our team. I mean, Colin Sexton, Lori Markinen. I, I, you guys can scoff and, and laugh. And oh, it's Jason. It's early. I'm just saying, this team will not get punked. Jordan Clarkson is like, hey, I'm going to start passing the ball so that somebody could trade for me. Because I know Utah and Danny Ainge, they want uh, they want to be in the Victor Wambanyama sweepstakes. They don't want to be like the play-in. Markinen's playing hard. Jared Vanderbilt, I don't know if you guys even know him. He was in Minnesota. He's like a dog defensively. Walker Kessler looks decent. Taylor Horton Tucker's getting a chance. Like, they got some guys on that team. And, and, and I'm just saying. So we've now rattled off. Lakers are 0-4. Minnesota, Denver, New Orleans, Utah all have winning records. Cleveland? They have a winning record, too. They're very good. They might be a top four seed in the East. That's how good Cleveland is. Okay? Then they have Utah at Utah. And then they have the Clippers, which is like a home game. But, you know, they're the away team. So the Lakers are 0-4, and their next 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 opponents all have winning records. The Lakers, mind you, are 0-4. 
this has a chance to snowball very, very quickly. And listen, I, we're not going to do revisionist history here, okay? If, have you ever been in an argument with your wife and you can start bringing up old stuff that were mistakes or uh, annoyances or they forgot to do this, that, or whatever? That gets you nowhere. It's reductive. It serves no purpose. There's no point in going back and saying, why did LeBron get Russell Westbrook to LA? It was dumb. He messed up. It was stupid. LeBron sorely regrets it. Well, the Lakers knew this offseason they needed shooting. You're right. Rob Palenka and company did not get it done. I think the Lonnie Walker pickup is good. I think he's been very good. Patrick Beverly, I don't know what's going on in the locker room. Maybe he's he's a leader there. He doesn't look like he can play much. Austin Reeves, game T, uh, minus 23. Lonnie Walker was minus 27. But he gives you energy. He's probably their third best player. Kendrick Nunn's in his own head. Um, Matt Ryan, I think he got passed in the rotation by uh, Troy Brown. Uh, is that, that's a kid out of Oregon. Uh, he can't make any threes either. 28 minutes, 0 for 3 from deep. Yeah, Troy Brown, only 23 years old. Kind of a good buy low for the Lakers. This was a lottery pick, or maybe he was a 15th pick, sorry. So Lakers got a bunch of guys, but they, they can't shoot. 8 of 30 from deep. Uh, a robust 26%, which is crazy because the Nuggets actually shot worse from deep. Um, 9 of 34, 26.5%. Lakers were 26.7. Um, I'm just going to point out one thing. Anthony Davis, 36 minutes, one free throw attempt. Patrick Beverly had four free throw attempts. The Lakers' other big, uh, Jones, the, uh, number 30, bouncy shot, block shots. He had four free throw attempts at 12 minutes. Anthony Davis, hang into the line, and you know what that means. Anthony Davis is doing his perimeter thing. Now, I know he only shot one three against, uh, uh, against Denver, but let's just go through his free throws. In the opener against Golden State, nine. Way to go. Way to attack the basket. And then it was seven against the paperclips. Then it was four against Portland, and now one against Denver. Increasingly, he's not hanging and banging. And if you look at the scoring, downward trajectory, 27, 25, 22, 22. Like, Anthony Davis, I know you don't want it, but you got to get in there and bang. I thought Jokic kind of bullied him. Jokic had a good game, but Jokic is a great player. He's a two-time MVP. Last I checked, Anthony Davis, no MVPs. Really good player, but Jokic is a better player. I think that's undeniable. Jokic, of course, finished with 31, 13, 9, four steals, seven free throw attempts. <laughs> Listen, the Lakers are in, are in bad shape, and I, I, this idea that Palinka can continue to not trade Russ and then they figure it out over 20 games and wait till Thanksgiving, there's no way that's going to fly. It just is not going to happen. Why would LeBron sign that extension to stay in L.A. when this is the crap product the team's putting out? Winless. You know, I, you, want, you want to look around the league and take a look? Uh, let's count up all the winless NBA teams on this lovely, lovely Thursday morning. Uh, the Sacramento Kings, a team I like a lot. You guys know I'm all in on the Kings this year. They are 0-3, but they have also played a fairly uh, robust set of, of games. They played the Warriors, which was uh, obviously extremely difficult. They're one of the best teams in the league. They opened up against Portland, which has proven to be pretty good, and they lost the Clippers by two. They have a big game tonight against Memphis. Sacramento, you can't be going 0-4. The other two undefeated, or winless teams, I'm sorry, winless, the LA Lakers, with a minus 8.2 point differential, worst in the West. And the Orlando Magic, who lost to the Knicks and are now 0-5. Paolo Banquero is playing awesome, but they have no guard play in Orlando. They, it's, no, uh, Jalen Suggs is hurt again. Like, they, they, it's just, it's ugly. But that's the company the Lakers are keeping right now. Folks, uh, listen, I know you want to say this is a playoff team, and I said this was a playoff team, and this ain't a playoff team. They got a lot of work to do. It, it, again, 82-game season, this is super-duper early. But remember, LeBron ain't playing 82 games. Anthony Davis is not playing 82 games. So I, I think you've got to swing a trade as soon as this weekend. I think maybe, listen, if the Pacers ain't it, make a move. Charlotte Hornets, um, 
I, I don't know where you want to go, uh, whether it's who, – who else has some guys that they're maybe looking to unload? You know, I, I don't think that teams are willing to sell at this point because one of the big theories, the reason they kept saying Thanksgiving was there would be a race to the bottom to get Victor Wembenyama. So if you're in a dogfight with several other teams, what's the move? Give away your best players. Take Russell Westbrook, cut him, and then you'll lose like 27 straight when you've got your best players gone. San Antonio out of the gate, 3-2. and two. Are they looking? They're not looking to make the playoffs. There's no win there for them getting to the playoffs. There's a better chance of winning the lottery than getting to the playoffs and making it mean anything. Utah is going to want to be in that boat. They're just, they're not there yet. You can't start like this and then dump players. So the Lakers are kind of screwed. And, you know, the body language on LeBron ain't great. I don't like Anthony Davis hanging his head. You wanted to win this game with Westbrook sitting out. Can you keep him out again? What if you lose in Minnesota? Minnesota, I believe, was the place where Patrick Beverly uh, was talking smack to Westbrook last year. Uh, Russ was on the bench, looked like he was part of the team and everything. It's just, it's really getting ugly. This is a sideshow. And folks, when when I moved out here, uh, L.A. became, I, by my good, oh, good fortune, the epicenter of the NBA. LeBron and Anthony Davis get here, and they win a title. The Clippers get their super team. They haven't won anything. The Rams win the Super Bowl. The Chargers come here. Now Justin Herbert, they're sputtering. By the way, Rams now completely sputtering. And the Dodgers win the World Series. Now they get bounced early. Um, It's just been a weird fall for the teams that were starring like two years ago. And I know it's tough to stay on top forever. Listen, this podcast has been rocking and rolling. I don't don't know if I can keep it on top forever. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, I want to quickly pivot to the NFL uh, before we get to our guests. So the Philadelphia Eagles traded for Robert Quinn, gave up a fourth-round pick. Listen, the rich get richer. When you're going all in, remember the Rams adding Von Miller? I don't think Robert Quinn obviously is in the Von Miller category. He hasn't been great this year, but he, look who was around him in in uh, in, Phil, in Chicago. Nothing. And... If you are a Philadelphia Eagle fan right now, you got to be stoked. Quarterback on the rookie deal, undefeated. Your front four is great, and now you add a great, uh, great potential player like Robert Quinn. Cornerbacks have been excellent. AJ Brown's dominating. Listen, schedule their favorites the rest of the way. Philadelphia is going to be the number one seed in these in the NFC. They're going to be number one. Now, will they be able to? beat, say, a San Francisco team at home? They'll get the bye? I think that's a lock that they get the bye at this point. The schedule lines up everything for them. Um, so that's the number one thing in the NFL that happened on Wednesday. Number two, Matt Ryan. I don't know if you guys saw this video. Matt Ryan spoke about his benching, and he made it sound like he was completely, totally caught off guard. He had no clue this was coming. And he was like, you know, it was a little sad. Here's the weird thing. Who called for this? Frank Reich or Jim Irsay? If you're Frank Reich, who gives you a better chance to win? A former MVP who's 37 and looked great two weeks ago against Jacksonville, albeit attempting 57 or 58 passes, 37 and one half. Or Sam Ellinger, a guy who has never started an NFL game, but does give you more mobility behind a lackluster offensive line. I don't know the answer. Only Reich knows that answer. Was it Reich? Or was it Jim Ursay? Because remember, Ursay has a quick trigger with quarterbacks, given the Carson Wentz debacle. It's it's just, it, league is getting so weird. The Saints are going to start Andy Dalton over Jameis Winston. I mean, you know, Jameis, remember last year, man, he looked good in a couple games, then he gets hurt. And now, it's like Andy Dalton threw two pick sixes. Uh, against Arizona and interception in the end zone, you're still starting him? What does that say? Holy cow, that ain't good for Jameis. Patriots say that Mac Jones is going to be starting? I mean, the, the NFL is just bonkers right now. Think, Consider this. Belichick had to start Mac Jones. Why? Because you would have totally lost your quarterback. The guy was your first-round draft pick, quarterback last year as a rookie, gets you to the playoffs, gets hurt, and then gets essentially booed off the field for Bailey Zappi, and you pull him, if you don't go back to him, his confidence is shot. It might already be shot. But at the same time, does Mac Jones feel like he's long for New England? And this is real. Like uh, There was an article on Fox Sports by uh, one of our writers saying that the Mac Jones camp is unhappy with the benching. And that's what it was. This was a benching. Let's be real. If this happens anywhere else in the league, your starting quarterback gets pulled after three series and not an injury, ineffectiveness, and you're losing. He got benched. That's what happened. Mac Jones got straight up benched, and Bill's going back to him. And now Mac Jones in the back of his head is like, shit, man, do I have to play this safe? Well, what happens if I throw a pick or fumble? Am I going to get benched again? That's not a good mentality to have when you're the starting quarterback going on the road against a pretty damn good Jets defense, if I must say so. But finally, 
let's wrap up with, I think, what is the silliest NFL story. And that's my guy, Russell Wilson. Yes, I've been told by some of you guys, oh, I look like Russell Wilson. I'm a Russell Wilson fan. I have always liked his game. He seems like a humble superstar. This was a guy who fell in the draft because of his height, instantly made Seattle a winner. Yeah, he had a great defense, and he had Marshawn Lynch. But for my money, Russell Wilson has been a terrific quarterback. I, if you're asked, if I have a vote, Russell Wilson is going to be a hall. Of, he's going to end his career as a Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. Won a Super Bowl, was an interception away from a second. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, you got Seattle to the playoffs every friggin' year. Like, oh, I think except one. He fantastic quarterback. The, all that being said, I can see why people think he's so cringe. And I, the word cringe is a little cringe, but let's be realistic. When you get off a flight from London to London from Denver, and you tell the media, yeah, I'm going to be great to go. It was an eight-hour flight, and I was stretching for four hours, and I was running up and down the aisles doing high knees. And they put that out there. It's like, what? An eight-hour flight and you're stretching for four hours? Folks, I know there's a lot of you weekend warriors out there. I know some of you guys are getting older, and you know you have to stretch after playing two hours of basketball. How long do you stretch? Is it two minutes? Is it five minutes? Let's be real with ourselves. Is it 10? Let's say you did 20. Maybe you did 30. On the day you stretch more than you ever have, you probably did one hour. And we're to believe that Russell Wilson stretched for four hours of an eight-hour flight. Four, do you know what four hours of stretching is? I can't even comprehend that. High knees while your teammates are sleeping and then telling the media about it? Now, KJ Hamler did come out on Twitter and basically say, no cap, it's real. I, I, I just... I can understand some of the backlash to Russell Wilson. I can't, I'm starting to believe it. I, I, I personally think Aaron Rodgers is a way worse person. Just the stories I've heard from former players, uh, former teammates. Aaron Rodgers seems like a way worse dude than Russell Wilson. But people like Rodgers because he he's won more. He um, goes on the podcast with Joe Rogan and, you know, he's anti-vax. And people like him. Whatever. I get it. I just... Russ, man, do a little bit less, a little less. All right, now let's get to our guest. He covers the Tampa Bay Bucks for the athletic, Greg Amon. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy knows another guy all right let's welcome into straight fire a guy who's covered the tampa bay bucks for about a decade he went from the outhouse the Jameis winston years to the penthouse the super bowl and now maybe back to the outhouse greg allman from the athletic greg how are you man hey doing well thanks for having me on yeah yeah thanks for having me uh thanks for joining me um i gotta say you know tonight's game feels like a big moment in the brady era given Baltimore, not totally healthy, but I think everybody agrees the better team. And Tampa, probably at rock bottom last week in the Carolina loss. I'm just curious, what was the vibe after the game in the locker room uh, around the players? Yeah, uh, like disbelief. Um, and honestly, that that's after, you know, Pittsburgh the week before was a yeah. colossal dis- disappointment. I mean, like I, I had written that it was the most disappointing loss of the Brady era in Tampa. And that was a two-point loss you know, basically on a misconversion. And then you go from that to barely getting on the scoreboard at all. You know, Carolina's one and five traded away, you know, their franchise running back three days earlier and still managed to rush for 139 in the second half on them. Um, yeah. It's Sunday in Charlotte, pretty much everything that could go wrong went wrong. Yeah. And that makes their, this, this makes this Ravens game a really big one for them now. We'll get to Brady in a moment, but, I just I'm curious who's taken more heat this week, whether it's fans, um, I don't know, front office, um, ownership, but the defense, which has kind of been a rock in the Bulls era uh, with Brady, of course, 
right. got just run over by Carolina. But at the same time, Byron Leftwich, and I swear, Byron Leftwich, when he and Brady uh, kind of were together doing the Super Bowl run two years ago, everybody's like, oh, Byron Leftwich in line to get a job. I mean, the offense has been anemic this year. Who, which side has been a bigger disappointment? Oh, the offense is definitely a much, much bigger disappointment. The defense is probably better than they were last year. I mean, they've given up really? fewer points. They're dealing with injuries. Um, but to, to be, I mean, and honestly, against the Ravens, it's, they're, they're going to be hurting it. I mean, they're down for their top six DBs. They might not have Akeem Hicks again, which is not what you want to hear against a, a top five running attack. But no, the, the defense, I would say statistically, has probably outperformed expectations, wherein the offense is is probably two touchdowns a game worse than than they were a year ago. Is there a, is there a way to pinpoint that those offensive woes? I know the offensive line has been a train wreck. The injuries have been significant, the, the abrupt retirement. But at the same time, it feels like Brady historically has done well with like the, the, the scat back out of the backfield who can catch passes, James White, yeah. if you remember him in New England. Yeah. They had a couple other like shifty guys so Brady could just dump it off and make plays. What ails this offense right now? Yeah, there's a lot wrong with it. It definitely starts with the offensive line. Um, they have three new starters on the interior. You know, lost a pair of pro bowlers. You know, Ali Marquette, their left guard, retired kind of unexpectedly this spring at 28. And then they lose a pro bowl center, Ryan Jensen, to a knee injury on the second day of training camp. So you have two very young, inexperienced starters at left guard and center. I think Robert Hainsey has probably held up pretty well. Uh, the rookie, Luke, Luke Gedeke, who's their left guard, has struggled. And he's faced a, a really good lineup of D tackles every week, but he hasn't handled it well. So he's actually out for the Ravens game. Um, they, they set a foot injury, but he had already kind of drifted into a platoon where he was rotating with his backup Sunday at Carolina. So they'll go with a guy named Nick Leverett, another young guy, um, has has played before, uh, but doesn't have a lot of experience. And, I mean, they're just hoping he can be better than Gedeke's been so far. I look at even tight end, you know, the Gronk loss obviously is massive, but now Cameron Brait, it looks like he may not go. And I, I'm on the depth chart and I see a gentleman by the name of Cade Otten. I yes. confess I've never heard his name in my life. Is he going to be the starter? Yeah, no, Cade, and Cade Otten's a guy you, you, you'll, you'll definitely see a lot of against the Ravens. Um, fourth round pick out of Washington, a guy they really like, had a 35-yard catch that was their biggest play against Carolina. Um They've gotten really very little out of the tight end position. Cam Braid had a concussion, came back, sprained his neck. So he's, this is now the third game he'll miss. Uh, Kyle Rudolph has been a, a massive disappointment. I mean, he has two catches in the two games he's played in, but he's been a healthy scratch five times already um, behind a six-round draft pick. Yes. So, no, Kate, Kate Otten is a guy that Brady likes and has, has already shown some things. I think he leads all rookie tight ends in, in receiving yards right now. It's not a – a great class of tight end, but uh, he's somebody they really like and somebody, you know, has, has made in the last two, three weeks has really stepped up and started making plays. So the defensive line, um, you know, they, they they haven't graded out great against uh, pro football focus. Uh, right. The linebacker, like Devin White, uh, who's been uh, un- incredible, uh, the kid, I believe, went to LSU. He grades yeah. out as the 75th of 79 linebackers. What the hell happened to Devin White? Yeah, he's uh, it's it's a bad thing. He's I think he's number four in the league in percentage of tackles that are missed tackles. It's like fifteen percent. Wow. Um, you know, he's always been a quick guy, and he's just not getting into gaps right. He's not in the right place. He's missing assignments. Um, you go back to Pittsburgh, and he misses on the opening drive and lets Najee Harris go in for an easy touchdown. Mm. Um, so he's in a big spot. I mean, Devin White is is good. He has a fifth year option, but. If he has a good year this year, you go back to, I mean, he was, I want to say he was NFC defensive player of the month in September. Um, and you're thinking, wow, this guy's, you know, really set himself up where if he just has that for the rest of the year, he's going to get locked up in one of these, you know, five-year, $110 million contracts. And what he's done is he's he's played poorly enough at that, that that's in question. That's not a lock right now. I mean, they've got Levante David who's playing, you know, in his – 11th season potentially yeah. his last season and they want to be able to know that they can kind of pass the torch and have Devin White step in as a leader as a linebacker in the middle of that defense and he hasn't been that um if you go back to the first two games was definitely there making all kinds of plays but the splash plays have gone away the Bucks have had no takeaways as a defense in the last three games um 
wild thing is they haven't turned the ball over either for three games. It's the only team in the Super Bowl era to go three straight games with no turnovers either way. Um, wow, that, that's kind of stunning. I'm the only idiot probably. Well, I'm even not the only idiot, but I was on them against Atlanta, and I yeah. saw that. You know, they won, but they let Atlanta in the back door. The fourth quarter, they looked like they stopped playing. They got the benefit of a late uh, flag on that Brady hit that maybe saved them. And then they go to Pittsburgh. I'm like, oh, Pittsburgh missing everybody in the secondary. Come on. And Tampa loses outright. And then Carolina, fire sale. And I was on Tampa Bay again. And I don't know, Greg, this uncharacteristic of Brady, I'm just curious, like, you know, after that Carolina game, did you sense anything like people are starting to doubt one another in that locker room? Yeah, I mean, what you'll hear is that guys will say, we've got to keep everybody together. And, and I always feel like when they have to say that, there's a risk of not doing that. You know, like normal, normally you don't have to hear that from guys in the locker room. And, and I heard that multiple times in the locker room in Carolina was that, you know, the main thing is we got to, you know, get back to work. We got to keep everybody together because – what happens is is the defense starts pointing fingers at the offense and vice versa. Um, you know, defense had a good game for about two and a half quarters where they'd given up a touchdown, but it was 7 nothing. They had three straight three and outs to start the second half. And then eventually, I mean, it's like the offense keeps yeah. giving it back and it's, you know, time of possession isn't working in your favor. And, and the defense starts looking like a gas defense and starts missing assignments and gives up a 60-yard run and gives up all kinds of rushing yards to – Backup running backs. Yeah. And, and, and the, you know, you mentioned finger pointing, and this is where it gets fascinating because, you know, you look at a defense. I, I know you said they've been good, but, like, who is the leader of that defense? Can it be Devin White given how poorly he's played? And I wonder, is there someone on that defense that could would be willing to call out Tom Brady in the offense? Yeah, I don't know. That That's a tough one because, I mean, the guy, the guy brought a ring two years ago. He's got seven of them. So if there's anybody that's kind of beyond reproach, it, it's a tough sell to – to call out Brady. Um, but no, they have leaders in that locker room. I mean, they've lost some of their veteran leaders up front. I mean, they, you think about Indomitian Sue, you think about Jason Pierre-Paul, um, they're gone. And I think Akeem Hicks is there to kind of take Sue's place, but he's been physically gone for the last five games. So they definitely are, you know, Logan Ryan, who would be an absolute leader in the secondary, is on IR right now and will end up missing six games. Um, so there's a void of, of the experienced leadership um, Levante David is still there, and he's absolutely, you know, kind of the most tenured, the anchor guy in the middle there. But they, there's there's definitely less um, leadership on the defensive side yeah. than they had a year ago. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum! And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. So let's get to Brady, who in Pittsburgh was pointing fingers at the offensive line and kind of F-bombing them. Yeah. Um, you know, I, listen, it's easy to bring up the divorce with the wife and the distraction, but I'm, sti- I'm still puzzled by that whole trip for Kraft's wedding. Um, listen, you, you got your ear to the ground in the locker room. Have, ha- have there been gripes about that? Brady's not locked in. He misses every Wednesday or whatever it is. Obviously not this week because of the short week, but at what point does Brady, Mr. Seven Super Bowl rings, does he lose his equity with the team? Yeah, it's. I mean, publicly, they're certainly not saying that. Publicly, I think they're saying he's as committed as anybody is. Um, and, and to be clear, like he, they, they announced he was going to take Wednesdays off as maintenance days, and he really hasn't since. He, he took a rest oh. day today, but uh, I think five of the six since they said he was going to take Wednesdays off, we keep seeing him out there. And it's a weird thing to have to ask a coach, like, why is your quarterback practicing? You know, <laughs> but but he is, and and we couldn't tell if that was like out of spite annoyed at the backlash that he might want or need mm. maintenance days at age 45, but he's been out there very consistently. Uh, regardless of that, it's a bad look to take a private jet to go to your former owner's private wedding the Friday night before a game. And it'd be better if you came out and, and wiped that team off the field, but to come out and open three for 10 and fall behind and lose to a one-win Steelers team you're asking for people to question if that impacted you or your teammates or the offense. Um, Cause he's a tone setter. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, for years, all you heard was every practice matters and every snap of every practice matters. Um, and now, you know, I, I think it, maybe it's just the, the conditional aspect of him coming back out of retirement, but they got a Tom Brady that that's yeah. going to need 11 days off in August to be away from the team. And he's going to go to, a craft wedding two nights before a ball game. And I think that he was there Friday. He missed a Saturday walkthrough. There, there's not a lot of revelatory details in a Saturday walkthrough. Right. But again, if you're not playing that well, and even when they were winning, they had four field goals against Dallas. They weren't good in the red zone. They weren't yeah. crisp. At no point have they really looked like the 2020 Bucks offense in seven games this season. So you're just exposing yourself to extra criticism when you do something like that. I'm just, did anybody ask Tom, how many walkthroughs have you missed in your career? I guarantee you. Um, the no, I haven't. It, it, it's not many. I can tell you that. Yeah. 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 Um, so back before Arians left, he was a gruff, uh, tough, like him and Brady reportedly had a bunch of, you know, confrontations. There was this whole thing about on the bye week they mended and that led to the Super Bowl run or what have you. But, Arian's gone, and now Todd Bowles there. Bowles doesn't is not the same dude as Arian. Not not the same personality. Doesn't have the, the rich history. I mean, 
Listen, Bowles with, with the Jets, I, now he didn't have a great quarterback, but they, they couldn't win anything. Right. Uh, I, it just, I wonder, is that an under, uh, underplayed aspect to this? Yeah, I mean, I think Todd Bowles has a great respect within this locker room because his defense was a big part of why they yeah. won that Super Bowl. You know, you go back to that game to, to hold the Chiefs that a touchdown. They won 31-9, but that nine was a really impressive nine mm-hmm. if you remember that Chiefs offense and, and who Patrick Mahomes was that year. So I, I think he has all the authority he needs in the locker room. Um, what's what's different is that when the Bucks struggled under Bruce, you know, you heard very honest, blunt, critical Bruce calling people out. And that's not who Todd Bowles is. So we haven't heard that. You know, I think he's still kind of been a positive guy. Um, and that's probably the biggest contrast. I think he and Bruce behind the scenes are very much kind of the same kind of mm-hmm. coach. He'll cuss people out. He'll call people out in meetings, but he's not really doing it on the podium. So it's a little bit of a different feel. Interesting. Um, and there's, there's all, I mean, Bruce is still here. That's the other thing that makes this awkward is that Bruce Arians is, Still a consultant on this team, still in a golf cart at practice, still wheeling around, talking to Brady, talking to coaches. He he hasn't left. So you have that weird kind of emeritus role where, you know, people were asking Bowles, like, you know, would you would you ask Bruce to be more involved to spark the offense? And he kind of got defensive. I mean, he he's worked with Bruce since he was a DB at Temple 37 years ago. Oh, like they they go back a long way. So you don't really hear Todd say anything. Uh, negative about Arians at all, but he's like, this isn't Bruce's team. This is my team. And if you're looking for a spark, you don't look for a spark from a former coach. So it was, it yeah. was kind of a little bit That's... more more put offish than you'd expect to hear there, maybe. Hmm. Well, let me ask, why is Bruce Arians still around? I think he likes to be around him, and I think they value his opinion. I think he's, uh, again, this is a staff. I mean, as much as this is Todd Bowles' team, he inherited Bruce Arians' staff almost intact. Um, and that's fine because he's worked with all these guys for ages. But, I mean, there's five or six guys on this staff that go back to Bruce's Temple staff in the 1980s mm. and have been with him for decades. So, so it's all Bruce's it's, guys. Yeah, it, it's still – I mean, and, and obviously, uh, Casey Rogers it was Bulls defensive coordinator with the Jets. And there's other guys that Bulls has worked with before Bruce and without Bruce. So it's not just – only Arians guys, but his imprint is still very much on this team is what I mean to say. Interesting. How was the relationship, Greg, between Brady and Bruce Arians? I think it's fine. We don't see it. Um, you know, it was something that came up a lot this offseason before Tom had retired, before and after Bruce had retired. There, there's a lot of complex mm-hmm. transactions going on there. And Bruce had made a point to say, no, he thinks they're fine. You know, wanted to golf with him. He, he thinks that a lot of the uh, supposed friction between them in terms of a coup or forcing anybody out has been vastly overblown. Uh, Brady has said as much. Again, I don't, I don't know that either party would really admit to something if it did <laughs> exist, but they've been fairly adamant in, again, appearing at each other's charity events and things like that that you wouldn't necessarily have to do if you really didn't like the guy. But as somebody who's been around the team, the franchise, for a decade – what do you think about the Arians Brady relationship? Um, I mean, it's, I, I think it's, I don't, I don't think it's why he left. I, I think the way that Bruce explained it, um, you know, Bruce will tell you that, you know, when, when Tom came back, his goal all along has been able to leave this team to somebody he wanted to coach it. He wanted that to be Bowles. And it's, it's odd, but it's kind of selfless of him to want to give Bowles a team with Tom Brady a quarterback as opposed to he coaches this year, whatever they do, they retire. And it's like, hey, Todd here's Kyle Trask, best of luck. Um, <laughs> so I, I get that. And it again, I, I also get why people think that things didn't go that smoothly. And uh, the one thing I would say is that if if Brady had orchestrated a coup and gotten him out, I don't think Bruce would still be awkwardly around this team all the time. Yeah, I, I don't know that I buy the If coup you had the power to move him out, you could move him out a little bit more completely is all I would say. Uh, I, I'm taking notes as you're talking. And, um, you, you know, the whole Wednesday thing with Brady – just got me wondering when they when did they announce he's taking Wednesdays off back in August? No, this was week this was week three, I think. Okay, and it came out, and it's one of those where I, I think Rap Sheet had it nationally and put it out there first. And Todd confirmed it. This was like maybe a Monday. We asked him on the podium after a game, and he confirmed it. And Todd kind of did a good job of downplaying and saying, like, "Look, we have a lot of veterans that are going to get weekly days off." It was amusing. This was back when it was a thing for Julio 
Jones to have Wednesday off. Julio's played like 10 snaps since that day. But um, back when he only needed maintenance days, it was like Julio's going to take Wednesdays off. Chris Godwin's going to take Fridays off. Mike Evans is going to take Thursdays off. So it was like, all right, well, there's like five veteran types that want to have rest days just to just to ease the physical burden on them. Mm-hmm. And Brady happens to be one of them. And then again, to make it even stranger, Brady then refused to take his Wednesdays off. And we'd see him and he's there working out on Wednesday. And it's like you, you, you're kind of checking the practice report to make sure they're including him correctly when he works. Um, so it's strange. But again, it, it's I think Brady just showing that he wants to be there. And Yeah. Well, it's speculative, but I'm looking at the schedule. So in week three, there was no talk of Brady-Giselle divorce. This was like they were 2-0 and heading into that game against the Packers. I wonder if that was Brady saying, hey, I need I need to spend more time with my family. Um, things are not going well, so I'm going to take Wednesdays off. What do you, what do you think about be. that, guess? It could be. Um, and it P- could purely be. speculative. Right, and it could be they got to a point where things are irreconcilable, and he said— hey, Right, I'm so he's now back at practice. Now. Yeah, right. so he's like, I don't need to take Wednesdays because my wife is not hanging out right. with me. Oh, man, what a mess. I am just curious. Tom Brady looks visibly thinner. Um, yep. And I know, listen, that's a silly question to ask a guy who covers the NFL. But when he stands at the podium, he just look, he looks thinner. I don't know. You, uh, Greg, you married? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, I don't know. When you go through stressful times with the wife, maybe you're eating less. Uh, you lose weight. It's tough. What do you make of this, like, Brady new look? Because he does look, like, considerably thinner or stressed the hell out. I don't know. Which one would you think? Yeah, he looks a little, a little gaunt in the face. I mean, you see the kind of the cheekbones more than maybe you did. I, I'm not, like, pulling up old photos to, to try yeah, and I know. Like, compare. But um, you definitely hear that a lot from fans. They definitely pick up on that. There was a – but even back in spring, I had taken a fic- picture – at the ring of honor ceremony this spring and, and like his hair was in a bad light or his skin wasn't in the right light and, and people were ripping up and him down. I mean, the guy's 45, so it's okay yeah. if you look 45 every once in a while too. Yeah. Um, I guess we can wrap up with let's say the bucks don't show up. Uh, Ravens beat them and they yeah. fall to three and five. Is this officially DEFCON one for Brady and the bucks? I know the division is a joke, so they still have a really good chance, but I, I think at some point the uh, saints are going to get healthy. Um, and I think they'll make a run. I don't buy the Panthers or the Falcons as much, but it's three and five. Like, uh oh, we've got major problems, or are we already there? Oh no, they're already there. I mean, and honestly, <laughs> their next game is the Rams, who are three and zero against Tom Brady with the Bucks. So Ooh. it's it's not getting prettier. Um, they'll be three and six if they lose those two, and then they have to go across the the ocean and play a, a much tougher Seahawks team than they probably expected to face in Munich. Um, you know, you got to win in Germany to get to four and six. That's not something Tom Brady saw when he came out of retirement. Um, I think there's an urgency right now, very much. Could they take an extra loss? Yes. I mean, Baltimore was probably one of their uh, tougher games just based on who they are going into the year. So it's not surprising if they lose that game. But if, if they're three and six, even in a crappy NFC South, that that's a tough hole to dig your way out of. That I don't think the division leader will be better than four and five, probably. Mm. But now you have to win. You have to sweep your remaining division games, yeah, and just be a, a completely lackluster nine and eight division champ, and hope you just get it together and get healthy in the playoffs. Yeah, when you lose to Carolina and Pittsburgh, two teams that are probably drafting in the top ten, it's right. Like, whoa, and listen, they they didn't really separate from the Falcons. I know they were up twenty one nothing. Right. And, and it's like, you know, they, they struggled that Saints game. I, I was on the Saints, Saints so I remember. Three nothing. Yeah. I mean, Saints was three nothing in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So all of a sudden, they don't look like the juggernaut they used to be. I am curious. Uh, one last question. Yeah. Um, you know, Brady has, uh, is squelching any talk of walking away. And he says, I'm not a quitter. And my instant thought is, dude, you're, you're quitting on your family. They will, They want you home. But right. do you think this is Brady's final year? Yes, and I, I again, I mean, he he's already retired and unretired once here, so I don't say that with authority, but if I had to answer, I think it is. I mean, like you see Matt Ryan in Indy, oh. and you're reminded of, of how poorly these late career final chapter type changes can go. Great. And at least here, Brady has a Super Bowl and a division title, and this third year might go off the rails, but, I mean, short of Peyton Manning in Denver, there's not many final acts that have gone better for the quarterback, even with this being a, a disappointing year. So for him to gamble again 
and go somewhere else, I think it's just, I think he, I think he'll probably be aware that there's a good chance it doesn't work out as well as it did his first year, the last time he changed teams. All right, Greg Allman, uh, the athletic Greg. Hey, thanks a lot for taking the time. Good luck. Uh, the rest of the way you're going to be in high demand, man. This uh, bucks team. Woof. A lot Ooh. of drama. Thanks man. Have a good one. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Good stuff from Greg Amin. Unless, of course, you are a Bucks fan, and it sounds pretty bleak for Tampa Bay. I was just going through how I'm going to bet Tampa-Baltimore, and I start making a case for Baltimore, and then I look at the injury report, and I'm like, holy hell. Is Mark Andrews going to play? <laughs> is Bateman back? Like, what is going on? This team is so beat up. It's brutal. And, of course, Greg outlaid the Tampa situation. No Winfield. Their top cornerback on the outside. Carlton Davis is down. Cameron Brait obviously out. No Russell Gage. Julio Jones will see. Hicks doesn't look like he's coming back to stop the run. Like, Tampa's beat up. So you can make a case that who the hell knows how to play this game? Tampa at home? What does home field mean? I don't know. Remember Tom Brady's... Um, uh, nighttime woes. Everybody made all those jokes about old man and Brady would struggle in primetime. He did not look good in the opener primetime against Dallas. I mean, if there's a play, maybe it's Baltimore in in the first half. Baltimore's been the best first half team this season, scoring-wise. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't think I can bet. You guys know I've gone down swinging three weeks in a row, if you listen to the interview. Three weeks in a row in the contest with Tampa. I am absolutely not touching them. I would not touch them. If you offered me a grand, Jason, here's a thousand dollars. I'm just giving it to you. Put it on Tampa. I'd say no. I'm pocketing that money. I'm not putting it on Tampa. I'd rather put on the I don't want to give away all my picks for the weekend yet, because I still got a day and I want to look at injury reports. But I say, yeah, I'll put put that grand on Arizona. You know? Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals. Road dogs, baby. Cliff Kingsbury. Arr, arr, arr! Road dog king. Anyways. I, I don't know. I, I this was my most fun scenario with the Tampa situation, okay? So let's say Baltimore wins tonight. Tampa falls to three and five. Then this weekend, let's say the Saints lose to the Raiders. By the way, still no Marshawn Lattimore practice. Still no Michael Thomas. Still no Jarvis Landry. I'll tell you, I, ain't t- I wanted to make a case for the Saints, but you don't have Lattimore. They've been destroyed by receivers the last two weeks without Lattimore. It's been ugly. Now it's Jamar Chase, and it was, who was the other guy? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had 10 catches. Uh, you know, what's Devontae Adams going to do? Right, So let's say the Saints lose, Tampa loses, and Carolina beats. Yes, Carolina beats Atlanta. I'm looking hard at Carolina. I didn't bet it yet. The numbers kind of get away from me. It's coming down. There's money on Carolina on the road in Atlanta. If Carolina beats Atlanta, folks, your first place team in the NFC South is, yes, the Carolina Panthers, the team that fired their head coach and traded their franchise player, uh, Christian McCaffrey, who's the face of the franchise. And they will now be in first place. That's insanity with a three and five record. Every team in the division has a negative point differential. Tampa's at zero heading into tonight. But if you ask me for a pick, ultimately, I'd say Baltimore. But listen, you don't have to bet every game. You don't. There's no rule that says you must bet every game. Of course not. Come on. I, I forget the exact Warren Buffett quote, but nobody has an advantage when they're betting on every horse. Something along those lines. And it's like, you don't, you don't have to bet every game. I would lean Baltimore here. Maybe there's an in-game bet on the Ravens to be had if, if Tampa goes down with the scripted drive and scores first. You get Baltimore at a better price. But overall... This is kind of a gross game. I, I I may actually not be watching because there's an event I might be going to. We'll see. I, I don't know. Um, but that's it for today's podcast. Obviously, we will have an NFL heavy pod on Friday, as we always do. Decent college football weekend. Uh, keep an eye on Tennessee against Kentucky. Kind of an interesting game. But that's all for now. Talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. 
Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.